Welcome to the Micromobility Update from August 13th, 2022. I'm Hans Dorsch and today we are talking about three cities, Cologne, Paris and Zurich, and what they are doing to make life better without cars. With the carrot and stick technique. This is what happened in the world of micromobility. I have already mentioned this in a previous episode. Space in the city is finite, also for cargo bikes. And those who don't have to take children to daycare every day might not necessarily need one. So cargo bike sharing is a good idea. And as part of an existing rental system, the threshold for using it is really low. That's why I'm quite happy about the contribution by Paolo Cabrita from the Cologne public transport company KVB on LinkedIn. I quote, In a two-year pilot project, the intention is to gain experience with such a service in Deutz, Neubrück and Nippes. After that, the service can be expanded permanently if necessary. The KVB bike thus gets a sister in the form of the KVB cargo bike. Initially, 15 bikes will be made available. Regular public transport customers who have a time ticket on their VRS chip card can rent the cargo bike for 90 minutes a week at no extra cost. End quote. Unfortunately, having a 9 euro ticket doesn't qualify you as a regular customer. For that, you'd have to have an extra monthly or annual KVB ticket. The bikes are not free-floating, but placed at stations, which in my opinion is a good fit for this purpose. As for the test areas, although I've lived in Cologne for a long time, I'm not that familiar with the districts, or Fedel as they are known here. Of the three test areas, I only know two up to now. But Neubrück, for example, apparently is a large residential area. And of course, the transport companies chose them specifically for their purposes. In the blog, they write, The three neighborhoods mentioned are particularly suitable for the pilot test. It's assumed that especially the age group of 18 to 39-year-olds will be interested in using the cargo bike and will rely on the means of transport of the environmental network. This also includes many families with children. End quote. And if the people there can use the cargo bike to go to the supermarket or DIY store at the weekend, that's already better than using the car. I have to say, I still envy them. In Paris... Motorbikes and scooters are very popular means of transport. And after the city has already done a lot to remove car traffic from the city, it has now turned its sight on scooters. From the 1st of September, anyone who wants to park their moto thermique on the street, that means their scooter with internal combustion engine, will have to pay for it. The mayor.eu writes, 
The municipal website of Paris has announced that the city will continue with the next step of its grand parking reform by introducing paid parking for all motorized two-wheelers with combustion engine from 1st of September. The measure will thus not apply to electric-powered two-wheel devices in a bid to increase their popularity on the streets of the French capital." End quote. So if you want to park your electric scooter or motorbike outside your front door, you have to register with it at the city. In other places, it works differently. I quote again, Residents will be able to park for free near their homes. However, when parking elsewhere in the city, they can do so free of charge until 8 p.m. in the evening. Visitors from out of town riding on e-scooters can also park for free until 8 p.m. End quote. It's called carrot and stick. Maybe there will be fewer scooters. In any case, there will be less engine noise and exhaust fumes. And those who don't want a scooter are even better off in France now. Last week, the new Plan Vélo was presented there. It provides up to 4,000 euros for people who scrap their car and buy an e-bike. Let me quote from the German MTB News. As reported by the Times, the full 4,000 euro bonus will be given to people in lower income brackets and low emission urban areas. Wealthier two-wheeler switchers will get a reduced incentive to match their income level. Those who want to buy a new electric bike but are not yet ready to give up their polluting car can still receive a subsidy of up to 400 euros for doing so. End quote. And those who already don't have a car? Well, bummer. At least, according to the Times, the plan is not limited to a, sing to a household, but everyone can use it. The Verge writes... The policy is modeled on a hugely successful program in Lithuania in which citizens qualify for a subsidy of up to 1,000 euro for the purchase of a new electric bike, scooter, moped, motorbike or even public transportation credits after exchanging their old vehicle. End quote. Exchanging an old car for an e-bike? People in other countries would certainly consider doing that. After all, e-bikes are quite expensive. They often cost more than a cheap used car. Streets and squares are not just places to move to and fro. They should also be places where people spend time, meet others and live in community. It helps when cities put up benches, for example. Because, and I'm not making a long story out of this now, you shouldn't have to pay for every opportunity to sit outside. Which brings me to the city of Zurich. They want to know where the population is sitting. I quote from Netzwoche. The city of Zurich is testing sensors developed by ETH Zurich in cooperation with the EWZ. The sensors are supposed to determine where, how long and how often passers-by sit on the chairs in public places. They also measure temperature, humidity and ambient noise. They go on. 
With eight sensors each, the city wants to gain insight into where, how often and how long the chairs on the squares are used, according to the city. Although the city's civil engineering office has numerous mobility data, for example on bicycle traffic, there's hardly any data on the behavior of the population in public spaces, end quote. And with this data, the city wants to plan public spaces better in the future and redesign uh, public spaces. What I couldn't find is what kind of sensors are being used. How are they measuring when a person sits on a chair? Maybe via movement and sounds. Microphones are definitely in there. But privacy is taken care of, I quote again. According to Mantwila, no personal data will be collected for the project. The sensors are not able to record conversations, for example, but only measure the noise level. End quote. The data from the sensors is transmitted to the servers via low-range Wi-Fi, by the way. So from now on, street furniture is also part of the IoT. And that's it for today. We'll hear again in the next episode. And once again, as a reminder, like and subscribe. Give the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you haven't already, subscribe so that the next episode automatically lands in your inbox.